Hello, everyone. My name is Jet Tattersall, and a big welcome to you all to the Women in Pop podcast. Now, you may remember from our last podcast, this March, Women in Pop are holding our very first live event, Women in Pop Presents. It will be a fabulous night of music discussion and female pop power, with the main event being performances from three of the brightest new talents on the Australian music scene, Saya, Marshes and Sarah Wolf. I will also be in attendance chatting to these kick-ass ladies on stage before their performance, so if you have any questions you are burning to ask them, do send them through. Women in Pop Presents will be held on March 20 at the Gorgeous Gingers on Oxford Street in Darlinghurst, Sydney. We would absolutely love to see you there. Tickets are on sale now at womeninpop.com forward slash live. Now, this episode is a very momentous occasion in the archives of the Women in Pop podcast. Our guest today also happened to be our guest on the very first episode of the podcast two years ago. I mean, I'll be honest, it was a bit rough. We only had one microphone and it was held together with rubber bands and sellotape. But she has come back here to join us in a much more appropriate setting. She is hands down one of the greatest female artists to emerge on the recent Australian music scene with her debut album, Sugar Mountain, earning her three nominations at the 2018 ARIA Awards. She is also a musical entrepreneur and runs festivals including Grow Your Own and the delicious all-female Electric Lady. On February 14, Valentine's Day, she released her brand new EP, The Gorgeous Stranger Heart, and she's here to tell us all. Her mum calls her Holly Rankin, but we all know her as Jack River. Holly, Jack, hello, and welcome back to Women in Pop. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness, it is an absolute rhinestone-crusted, glittery treat to have you here. Um, Stranger Heart. Yes. Oh my God. Um, I've just, like pulled down a whole lot of like my brain spells when I was listening to it. I mean, it is an absolute peach of an EP. It is heart, it's guitars, it's beats, it's hedonistic waves. And for want of a better description, it's all the beautiful nuggets and turmoil that make you you, which as a listener makes us us. Incredible. I know you said about this EP at the beginning that you wanted to walk into the forest with your heart that you hadn't truly faced. And at the end of this EP, you wanted to walk out feeling like you've reclaimed your heart. That is an incredible sentiment. Please tell me more. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's so lovely to hear, um, that recollection of how you're feeling about it. Uh, I released Sugar Mountain and my life kind of became very fast and uh, wonderful and full and um, very busy. And I just needed to stop for a second with this next work and really kind of take time to just walk into myself and you know, ask who I am, what I'm doing and make sure that I'm really clear moving forward. Um, Because when your life changes so quickly, you can get carried away and, you know, lose a couple of years in a life cyclone. So and that happens and it's beautiful. But yeah, so um, Stranger Heart, I just imagined walking into this cool forest of songs and wanting to kind of collect and release um you know, six or seven really clear angles of my heart and, uh, you know, they're confused. It's about love and death and uh, letting go and me too and all the things. And I wanted to put put them together and say it's all okay and it's okay to be chaotic and alive and wonderful all at once. That's incredible and it's so true and I'm so glad that you described it that way because that's exactly how it feels listening to it. Our hearts are often, they get mistaken for being these sweet, fragile, loving things, but actually they're these war zones where we get 
empowered by it or we get enraged by things we wouldn't of thought would enrage us for other people we get empathy where we didn't expect it it all comes from the gut and from the heart and this album with its guttural guitars is exactly it it's like a bleeding heart of an ep so congratulations thank you so much it's absolutely gorgeous now i want to talk about uh, dark star obviously along with its killer video by the way which is all power and i've got this kind of runaways rock sound with bear with me like a John Hughes protagonist sort of story to it. Like I'm almost imagining Molly Ringwald a couple of years later yeah. listening to The Runaways and this is this song. You know Amazing. What I mean? um, it's such an anthem. I mean, I've just babbled on about it, so I'm just going to play it now so everyone's aware. Cool. Here again is Dark Star. Runaways. Um, what were your <laughs> desires for Dark Star? Oh gosh. Um, I started writing that song. I wrote the bridge, I think it was like seven years ago, like a really long time ago. And I was literally driving past an ex's house and just that crazy, like cinematic feeling of doing that. And then thinking of being in a movie and this like giddy, you know, highway, I don't know, fast but slow feeling all at once. I went home and um, made the demo and it had the, like on GarageBand and it had the the drum beat, which is in it now, and the guitars and just this like giddy, alive feeling. And then for many years I tried to put choruses around it and verses and nothing ever felt right until I think, yeah, last year when I just happened to 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 think you know I was orbiting around a dark star and I didn't need to do that anymore and it all just kind of fit together but yeah god I can't even remember production references for that song it's more just like you know what you're talking about the movie in our head and making it real like I it there's too many references to even like say one. <laughs> and isn't that that wonderful thing? Sorry, guys, if you're listening, but actually this is good for you to hear as well. That wonderful thing about being a woman and we, should we say, cinemify everything. Like yes. we, in our heads, we make a movie of every interaction and every like, like you said, driving past their house. That's a movie. There's the soundtrack. This yeah. is how it's shot. Exactly. No, everything for me is a movie. Any <laughs> Any little line I write is an instant big movie in my head. And (laughs) yeah, as soon as I start writing a song, I put together a Pinterest board and I'm just like trying to explain to my team, like, this is like just a babbling mess because we just feel this amazing movie in our heads. And that's the beauty of production, trying to illustrate that in some way <laughs> this is the feature film that goes with this yeah. song. that's brilliant and I'm god I totally get it now 
I am a romantic. Yes. <laughs> and my heart loves nothing more than a pained heart poetry and a dirty guitar. Nice. Um, you know what I mean? Love Those that. listen to in the bath songs mm-hmm. where you can really indulge in the. Oh. Should I guess what song you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, go for it. Is it, I don't know, is it Closer? Close. Close. Night song. Damn it. Oh, yeah, Night song. I was like, Closer's on piano, but it is a bath song. It's another bath song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, Night song's a real bath song. It's like a, it's a late night candles bath on your own, sad, crying song. Everybody needs a self-pity song. Yeah. I mean, we often talk to artists that often Mazzy Star fade into you, mm-hmm. does that for all of us, but mm-hmm. now we have a new one. Aww. Night song is the new pity party in the bath song. So nice. <laughs> yeah. I do love this song. It's beautiful. Um, I'm just going to play it now. Here is Night Song by Jack River. Let me shower separately. It took all my night to step inside and watch the night awake. And your eyes, you said you fall. But you're not so well. And your eyes, you said. stripped back confessional did you always intend for it to be that late night journal entry bath song yeah I I wrote this song like the day after that experience that I talk about I wrote it really quickly I went into the studio the week after and recorded it like it's a it's a very first take song yeah, I wanted it to be as as real and honest and as it could be because it was literally about kind of uh, a one note stern situation where you just like you see something that could happen, but the the person and they give you like a glimpse of it in their eyes, but it doesn't happen and you know it's not going to happen. And I just wanted the song to feel like gritty and raw and left alone and honest and. That's hopefully how it turned out. That's exactly how it turned out. <laughs> but I must say, listeners, you have to listen to the whole song because at the end, I shoot you not, there's laser guns. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's some laser guns. <laughs> some laser oh, guns. God. We had to cut so many laser guns off the ends of these songs because they're all very, like, feelsy. Like, they're all very naturally made and not really produced, like, crazy, you know, like I had done in the past. And there's always just, like... A mess at the end. We're like, put this in, put that in, and yeah. Pew, pew, pew. (laughs) That's so cool. Let's get on to the gritty, heady, punch spike of 80s HD. And Mm -hmm. I know it's about sexism and more specifically the Me Too movement. Um, The production of this one is insane. And it's so on point because it's this killer song in all beauty. But I want to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, almost this reluctant seduction Mm -hmm. about it and it leaves me feeling uneasy and it's the last track on the album and it really gets you down below like can you talk me through everything about this track oh yeah I keep feeling like I could write a lot about this track and um I'm still figuring it out it's not like yeah I don't know um 
This song's about feeling really confused and angry and also kind of in love at the same time with someone. Oh, God. It was, I, I wrote it in the height of the Me Too fuckery, like the storm that, you know, you go anywhere in the media or on social media and there's something, a woman sharing a very personal story or a man. And then, you know, going back to your personal life and trying not to let that inhibit your connections with fellow males and females. And it was just like that hysteria, witch hunt feeling. And, you know, um, it's, it's done so much, but it was painful for so many people. And it was definitely painful for me, uh, in our industry, especially. So, um, this song, I, Xavier, um, my co-producer was playing that like synth baseline thingy and it just felt like dystopian and alive and angry and yeah, soothing, but not calming. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it just felt like how I was feeling. I think the week before I was putting together a festival and an old man called me young lady again. And I was just like, fuck. Ah, and I, you know, just all the things. This song is kind of all the things in one song and it doesn't, it's not a really nice listen, but I hope it makes you feel something. Oh, it's, I'm going to play it now just in case <laughs> yeah. we scare the audience. So Does that all make sense? That totally makes sense. We're just going to play 80s HD. <laughs> Like I said, it's it's left me with unease. Mm. But you want to listen again and again, and I don't. There's like an almost a very similar. There's almost a Portishead feel to it. You know, Portishead would do yeah. the same thing. You go, oh, I feel uncomfortable, but I want to listen again. But yeah. this one, because of where it's come from, it's almost like we need to know that it's not just us feeling this way. Yeah. And like you said, there's an energy, and once the discussion is there more things were making us mad because we were hearing more and we were seeing more and this song just is in a nutshell that I just want to know what was your why did you why did you choose the order because this is like from dark start 80s HD and this is where we end the album with unease was mm. that intentional in the fact that this is what a heart is this is the forest of my heart oh, it's giving me goosebumps you saying that um I don't know I guess it it makes sense that this song ends the EP because I think we're living in a really wild time and it's making me certainly feel quite confused and chaotic and, like, I'll be figuring this out for a, a damn few years. So I didn't want it... I wanted to be honest about that and in interviews even and just say I'm. I feel quite you know, confused on a really deep level in our time, um, but also extremely clear about what we need to do. Uh, and so, yeah, I guess it does make sense. My heart is 
alive and confused and passionate right now and I don't know the answer but I'm looking for it so yeah no I think I think it's beautiful and I think this is the perfect note to end it on because obviously people are going to connect with their music because they hear it but then they connect with you and I think this I'll this EP more than any of your other work this is like oh like you've not so much stepped it up which you have as well but it's almost like you've you're showing us everything and it's it's so refreshing that honesty it's refreshing it's refreshing in the production it's refreshing in the instruments it's re- refreshing in your lyrics and your voice and it's yeah oh, that's really kind well that's what i was trying to do and you never know if it's you know coming across what you're actually trying to do so it's really great to hear that brilliant <laughs> <laughs> now you have said that in the digital age we have we all have a duty to be honest to be ourselves to become leaders etc what are your thoughts around the complexity of the digital era i mean we're also connected but we're never further apart mm. what are my thoughts on the digital age um yeah i guess what you just said we're so connected more than ever before in um humankind in our history as a race so I think that that's incredibly fascinating and in the past few years it feels like as a as a globe we've we're starting to understand the power of that and that it is a borderless world you know we're all humans and we're all connected and there's some extremely serious problems right now that we need like we'll be facing in our lifetime as a race so that's number one Uh, Number two would be, I think it's very, it's like giving a little kid like a truckload of sugar, um, you know, with Instagram and Facebook. And I think my generation or my kind of age group, I'm 28 and we started, you know, using floppy disks and stuff in primary school. And we were at the the birth of the internet uh, and the birth of social media. But we also remember life without that and, you know, camping without a phone and, um, you know, borrowing the phone line to dial up to the internet and stuff. And I think that, I don't know, we just can't take social media and those pressures too seriously. And it's it's really serious that we stop to think how, how are they affecting young people and um, how can we just talk about logging off a bit more and finding those real life connections even though there's unsurmountable power in those things it's like yeah what's the balance and I know everyone talks about that every day but I want to make sure I let my listeners know that I'm struggling with that balance as well yeah there's a really beautiful post you put up recently uh, of yours, um, shot of yourself and your dad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> packaging, packaging up copies of the LP that you sold online, which is just unbelievably adorable. Everyone loves a cute dad moment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that got a lot of traction. I think I keep telling my dad he needs to get an Instagram, even though I just said don't get Instagram. Um, yeah, he's great. Did yeah. he? Did you get him to sign your name on the disc? <laughs> no. I asked my mum too, but she wouldn't. Uh, it's okay. I signed them all personally. Um, they were just helping, like, get them out of the plastic and put them back in. You've, very... got, you've got the sweatshop in. <laughs> Are they still out in the country? Um, yes, they're in Foster. So I actually, yeah, I 
had to fly in and I had these boxes and they were like, get them back to us by tomorrow. And I was going to sit in my room alone and do it and be, you know, sad. And um, mum and dad were like, no, let's stay up late and we'll do it together. So I love it. They're very supportive and amazing. That's really (laughs) sweet, guys. See, you can log off your phone and box up some merchandise with your parents. Um, (laughs) Now, let's talk about your career. Mm -hmm. You've come such a long way in a relatively short period. I mean, critically acclaimed debut album, ARIA Award nominations. You're touring constantly. I want to know how has that affected the creative process for you? Mm. Yes, it has affected it. <laughs> um, I don't know. I When I was a little younger and had a lot more time, I guess I was spending a, a lot of time um, pushing toward creative goals or, or making things. And then I kind of realised that, especially with songs, if a song wants to be in your life and in your head, it'll find its way in there somehow um and life's gotten definitely really busy over the past three years but it's amazing because it's all it it all is highly creative but the the business side of it is all encompassing as well so yeah I'm constantly figuring out how to do that and there's no right way to do it but I don't have a lack of ideas (laughs) I I am like a constant ideas gal and um I you know, really do make time if I feel like an idea or a concept or a thought is interesting, I'll I'll write it down or express it somewhere in my diary or somewhere on Pinterest or, you know, chuck it down in a song. So I guess I pay a lot of respect to those moments and I don't shut them down, which I guess is just like a little thing that you got to keep doing. I don't know. You said that you you see everything as a film. So I'm assuming even the ones that maybe don't make the EP, that's like a Hallmark Channel film. And then this one's like the studio film. Yeah, uh, I think I would probably be put in some kind of asylum if someone was to see the amount of t- like time I give ideas in my brain. <laughs> they would be like, okay, that's enough. Uh, and my team, you know, you've got to be careful with how many ideas you just throw at people all the time. You've got to keep them <laughs> to yourself and wait for the good ones to surface. Um, yeah, but I, I am, I, you know, I don't spend enough time, I feel like, um, working on music, though whatever. I keep doing it and, you know, I'm working on my next album right now and I'm sure we'll make the deadline and stuff. So it's just chipping away. Chipping away. Oh, my God, while constantly touring. I mean, you are on tour a lot. Uh, over 50 shows in the last year. What is it that you love about touring? I love I love playing to audiences and being there in the moment on stage because it's the one of the only times, you know, other than doing things like this interview where you actually – kind of get to understand what on earth you're doing as an artist um as much as it's beautiful social media and um that buzz or like stuff online it doesn't actually connect to me like in my bones um when you're on stage and people are singing your songs and you're making eye contact with people and you know, they're just laughing with their friends and you're like smiling at the band. It's like, oh, I'm finally here because, yeah, the rest is like a bit confusing and it's a bit isolating until you're in that moment. It's it's a wonderful, magical thing that you can't practice for. You can't 
know what it's going to be like. You're just in front of thousands of people and suddenly you're singing. It's pretty whack. <laughs> That's amazing. And obviously you also get to see which songs are resonating and which songs they're shouting back at you. Totally. Because again, streaming, it's it's beautiful and stuff, but numbers don't mean anything to your heart. Like <laughs> it's not until people sing that song back to you on a stage that you understand the power of the song you have written. Do you do that beautiful like share thing where you like lean the microphone out to the audience and let them have a go? Oh, I do. If I know that they're definitely going to sing and they and the lyrics aren't too hard. Yeah, because that would suck, wouldn't it? You get go. Oh no, no one. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> That's brilliant. I know you are embarking on your first US tour in March, yeah. which is incredible. How are you feeling about that? I'm really excited. Um, it'll be back to basics, um, you know, kicking around in the van and, I, I, you know, playing to a brand new audience, which is so fun. And I really love America, even though it's, you know, cray cray. The spirit of that land is so alive and I love going there. Yeah. There's that nice thing about an American audience where well, an American audience or an American person generally, they're just, they're, they're, they're okay to be happy to be there. Yeah. Whereas Australian and British audience were like, oh, no, don't show them that we like it. Don't show them we're I having know. a good time, which is awful. It must be terrible as a performer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, some cities you feel like people are trying to, uh, you know, a bit too cool. And, yeah, I'm excited to see if that, if it feels like that playing on stage because certainly when whenever I'm in America, I feel like I get a dose of, like, how okay it is to be yourself and to be wild and wonderful and and stuff because in Australia it's definitely a bit like you can shut up now. You can oh my god, can we please do a TED talk? You can shut up now. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, that's so true. We just spoke about those songs that get the best reaction at your gigs. What is it for you? Because I'm gonna plant a guess of what song that would be for the audience. The the song that gets the best reaction. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's still Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. Yeah. Beautiful. Because we had, I mean, I was thinking Ballroom because I it was actually oh, in one cool. of our top 10 tracks of 2018. And you told us in our interview in issue four that you wrote it wanting it to be a cross between ABBA and Springsteen, which yeah. is <laughs> like the combination. I think that's my brief always. Abba and Springsteen, if I could bring them together. <laughs> if I, can I get an Abba and Springsteen version of this and we yeah. just make it happen? But of course, Fool's Gold. Yeah, Fool's Gold still um, really resonates with people and I'm really happy with that because I love the sentiment behind that song and just how kind of righteous it is and people just, yeah, it's really fun to sing along to. <laughs> righteous is such a good word that needs to come back. Mm, it's such a good righteous. word. Um, now, before we close up, I really want to briefly talk to you about your music festivals. Um, I hear Electric Lady is coming back this year, which is just amazing. What are your plans for that? Well, um, we are working on something. I've been working on it for around two years now. I partnered with Secret Sounds, who run Splendor and Falls Festival. They're the, you know, professional dream makers. So um, we are working on something uh, around the original vision of that, which is to put female leaders on the same stage and um, 
have beautiful big conversations and follow it up with a, a night of music. So, yes, we'll be talking about that again very soon. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so exciting. I just – the fact that that – you created that festival in itself was just like, oh, like a sigh of relief for everyone. Aww. But it kicked ass. So, it's cool. very There's much. There's just so many amazing things happening in that space. It's really awesome. Like your event. Can't wait to hear about that. <laughs> Women in Pop Present. Yes, so good. <laughs> More of that. And can I ask you before we go, I mean, apart from touring and the hints of an album in the pipeline, what else is coming up in 2020 for Miss Jack River? Uh, okay, what am I doing? I'm, yeah, making an album. Um, I'm working on the festivals, which is, you know, an everyday fun job uh, with a lot of great people. Um, but... On a personal level, I've been trying to meet with politicians and writers and um, groups in the climate space and musicians to really understand what we can do to kind of rapidly impact um, the next federal election because I think we're in a really incredible time in Australia. Something's happening, but we all need to work together a little more. And, um, yeah, that I'm really interested in the space between politics and music and understanding what young people are thinking about it all and making sure that they're heard. So, yeah, that's kind of my science project, just having chats and trying to figure out what on earth to do. I'd vote for you. Um. <laughs> that's so incredible. And you're so right. There's this moment at the, in Australia that everyone's like, oh, look what, I mean, particularly with the bushfires, it really showed what we did without the government, Yeah, how everyone banded together. Mm. And there's this really beautiful lining of hope that's come through the devastation. Mm -hmm. And it's that hope separation from government. So if we have people like yourself having actual discussions and then putting music forward like 80s HD, like, oh, you know what I mean? Nice. There's a glistening line there in 2020. Um, Jack River, <laughs> thank you so much for chatting to us today, Holly. It has been absolutely wonderful having you back on the podcast in a nice studio so please do come again listeners jack river's latest ep stranger heart is out now on all platforms so go and download it and stream it as much as you can now plus you can buy a magnificent vinyl copy on her website jackrivermusic.com alongside all sorts of amazing jack river merchandise packaged by her parents in foster before we go, don't forget our very first ever live event, Women in Pop Presents, featuring Saya, Marshes and Sarah Wolf, is coming on March 20 at Ginger's in Darlinghurst. Tickets are on sale now at womeninpop.com forward slash live, and they are very limited, so do get in now before it's too late. Thank you for listening. We will be back very soon. Until next time, from myself and Jack River, goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you so much for having me. Uh-huh.